to all our internet friends. That came out weird. Yeah, that didn't sound complimentary. Nevertheless, welcome to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I'm Ted O'Gorman. Ted, have you ever been hit in the head with a hammer so many times that your assailant had to take a break midway through, sit down on the arm of a love seat, catch his breath, and then continue with the other half of the beating? I had to take a break midway through the beating. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, I don't think so. It doesn't check any boxes. I think I would have remembered that one. Why do you ask? <laughs> because if you ever, ever, even as a joke, sit on my couch naked again, that scenario will become a reality. Okay, loud and clear. That prank goes in the never again pile. But just so you're aware, I really cleaned my bottom very well before I sat. Like I really got in there and made sure things were good. Like that was a guests are coming over type deep clean. You're a very considerate asshole to clean your own that well. However, I must insist you go put pants on. (laughs) Roger that. Listen to this, won't you? And now we present two Russian friends about to attend a double-blind date. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I, too, am ready. Are the girls inside yet? Yes, they are. How do you know? I know because I can see them. Look in the window, see? I see two women, but how am I to know if those are the women that we are to, to meet for date? Two women, blonde, gray, and black top, Nikolai, just as they said in the emails. I don't feel so good. How do I look? You look fine, Nikolai. Ilya, you barely looked at me. I've been looking at you all day. Check my mustache. What for? Crumbs. Do I have crumbs? No. No crumbs. No crumbs. You sure? I'm sure. No crumbs. Are you ready? Fruit. Do you see any fruit? Fruit? Yes. I had grapes. Grapes are not sticky. Do you? You don't Uh, even bite grapes. What? You just poop, pop them in. Do you see chips? I, I had some Lay's. No, nothing like that. I don't see remnants of Lay's potato chips. Pretzels? It was really a, a trail mix that I made myself. There's nothing. There is nothing in your mustache. I would tell you if there was. What about sauce? I had pizza. No, Nicola, why do you eat so much? I was nervous for date. I see... And I was also hungry. Yes, obviously. Is there cotton candy? Not a thing. I stopped by the carnival. They had elephants. I would tell you if there was fucking cotton candy in your mustache. Is there soup? I had soup. Oh, Nikolai, I would tell you if there was any food. Okay, but is soup a food or a soup a drink? It's a food. Okay, let's go. After you. Hello, ladies. So nice to finally meet you. I'm Ilya. This is Nikolai. Call me Nick. And you must be Courtney. That's right. Which makes you Judith. Nice to meet you guys. So please, tell us about Uh, your... Nick, there's some soup in your stash there. I fucking knew it. She's crazy. I fucking knew She's it. She's crazy. There's nothing. What kind of person are you? What kind of person I couldn't person have been clearer I? with my question. Why can't you, you keep your face out of the borscht? I work at you factory look. for capitalist wages to take ladies out for possibility of sex date. Fuck you. Fuck you, Ilya. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck you. 
Ballinger takes the pass from Roy. Gagne will be back in a hurry to defend. Hitters are up 1-0 as we approach the halfway mark of the second period. The game has settled down now quite a bit. A little surprising, especially from the Bullfrogs, who really need to win this one in regulation if they'd like to keep their playoff hopes alive. Collins will start the rush, coming the other way. But Ballinger didn't give him much space. They're pressing pretty hard. I'll tell you, Bob, Ballinger came over the blue line like a man preoccupied with getting his home out of foreclosure. I'd imagine his wife's lavish spending and his own gambling have finally caught up with them. And if I'm laying odds, it's two to one they'll be divorced before the beginning of next season. Gene, are you breaking this story? Is Ballinger in financial trouble? How would I know? I was just commenting that the way he crossed the blue line looked like the skating of a man in a hole, clawing at dirt walls, desperate to find a way out. His wife, unaware of the strain she's putting on her husband, continues her internet shopping craze for anything from jewelry to embossed cigar cutters, even though neither of them smoke. Bob, that's just my insight on a once great player's fall from grace. Weird take. I'd say maybe keep the unfounded theories off the air. We wouldn't want to alarm any of Ballinger's family if they're listening. Ballinger slips the puck back to Roy, and Roy takes a wrist shot that is saved by Ivanov. Ivanov, of course, won last year's Vezina Trophy, and as predicted, he's had a great start to this season with 32 saves in last week's game against L.A. I had the pleasure of meeting Ivanov after that game. We spoke through a translator who I'm certain is a closeted collector of precious moments figurines. No doubt he looks for ones that remind him of significant moments from his grandmother or Babushka's life. He feels she was taken too early, even at the ripe old age of 92. No doubt because she provided the structure and boundaries that he craved as a youngster, while his mother bounced around from boyfriend to boyfriend, trying to substitute for the love she didn't receive from Babushka's late husband, her father. It's amazing how trauma can be passed down as easily and consistently as genetic traits such as hair color and eye color. We're waiting on the puck drop as a fan has thrown something onto the ice and they'll have to try that face off again. Gene, pull up. You're about to hit the mountain. <laughs> Hitters are ahead by one. The Bullfrogs are struggling to find a rhythm today. Nagan is still sidelined with a lower body injury. Should rejoin the team next week. Nagan claims that he tweaked something in practice, but anyone who's seen him knows the truth. Gene, I beg you not to. Obvious to even a casual observer that he strained a hamstring while looking at puppies at the pet store in the mall. His glee, too grand to contain, led him to jump up and down while he screamed, that one likes me, that one likes me, as his wife Judy begged him to rein it in. Then when he tried to run around inside the store, he slipped on a discarded Annie's pretzel that was over-buttered. And if I'm a betting man, this is just the excuse the hitters need to start looking for trade options. And it's likely that this will be the last season he has a chance to grow a playoff beard, because wherever he ends up will not be a contender. I give it two years before he's a greeter at a casino or working at a Dodge dealership in his native Newfoundland. Jetson will get to the loose puck and will hope to get to the red line and dump it in as the second line has been on the ice for a while. He does just that and the Bullfrogs will change on the move. That's going to be a penalty on Thutterberg. Not a good one to take when you're chasing a one-goal deficit. He'll go off for two minutes for high-sticking Grayson, and he's lucky that Grayson didn't cut his lip. That could easily have been a four-minute double minor. Gene, could you please... Wow, that was actually very accurate and pertained only to the game. Thank you, Gene. Bob, the hitters are on a power play now with their number one unit out there. They get a fairly easy zone entry and will set up. The Bullfrog's penalty kill is excellent at keeping the opposing team's shooters on the perimeter. Zeidelberg does just that, blocks a shot, and the Bullfrogs will send it all the way down. That's Zeidelberg's third stop of the night. He's in for a long night against the hitters who bring the pressure. Hard to believe he can play like that with his trousers brimming over with rice pudding. Gene. As superstitions go, it's not the strangest thing I've ever heard. But it is a stone-cold fact that man will not set one foot on the ice unless his belly and his pants are chock-a-block full of rice pudding. 
Says it was a habit he cultivated when he was a junior at Michigan. His teammates pranked him by holding him down and violently force-feeding him rice pudding, and when Zeidelberg couldn't possibly stomach any more, they put the remainder of the pudding in his pants. He subsequently had a great game and has done it every game since. Also worth noting is that his sister Camille is an accomplished furniture restorer. Let's maybe cut Gene's mic for a bit. That should do it for the hitter's power play. They didn't get much going on it, but when you have the lead, you're also happy to have two more minutes off the clock against this potent Bullfrog's offense. Two minutes left in the period, and then both of these teams can return to the dressing rooms. Lou Falcone will have a lot to say to his underperforming squad. Also worth noting is Parkins is out tonight as he's still hospitalized with what I'm told is a condition called mandibular scrotum. That's when the scrotal sac grows a jaw and tries to swallow itself. He's expected to recover, but no one really knows who's been watching his pet iguana, Paul Atreides. That's a dune of a pickle to be in, Simon. Who is Simon? There isn't a Simon in the booth. You've gone round the bend, Gene. We'll take a timeout here. It's still one nothing hitters. And now we present lines that I, Jillian Pensavalli, do not want to say. I truly value all of your social media criticism. Keep it coming. I ain't the kind of bitch that punches a clock. Though I do insist Mike puts a time card into an old-fashioned seam whistle every time he gives me a foot rub. Those hands are on my time. Every now and again, if I drive by a high school, something compels me to walk into the front office and ask the principal to take my son out of class because his father has just been rushed to the hospital. People really don't know how to deal with not finding an imaginary kid. Also, I should mention, I can cry on cue. If you wouldn't want Gerard Depardieu using your toilet after he celebrates Bastille Day, you definitely don't want me to use it after I eat a Rice Krispie treat. You know? I'm not saying Ted's mom is low class, but she does give off a real shanty Irish vibe. And I know for a fact his grandmother was a real piece of shit. I met her once before she died. Only wish I'd done the deed myself. Yeah, hold on. I, my PO is being a real twat about letting me leave town for a day or two. Does anyone else have no feeling at all when they're forced to look at some dumb bitch's baby pictures? I get it, Margot. Don finally missed your asshole. Ted Bundy? Yeah, he's he's actually hot. <sighs> this has been lines that I, Jillian Pensavalli, did not want to say. This episode is brought to you by Dog Cheese Face Mask. For the demure dog in your life that you just want to love you a little bit more, just don a dog cheese face mask and it'll be like you're coming home from a long trip every time. Hey, Fido. I'm home. Recognize me? <gasps> Whoa, you do. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's my guy. <laughs> okay, easy there. <laughs> Ow. That, you're, you're biting now. Ouch. 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 I'm a, you're about to have dinner. Off. Off. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Get the attention and validation that you deserve from your canine pal today with a mask that will capture their interests more than just your regular face, which, let's face it, it's nothing special. Dog cheese face mask. And coming soon, dog beef face mask, dog salmon face mask, and other dogs' anuses face mask. From Tyburn Industries. 
Okay, fam. So where to begin? Ted has invented a new game that we're very excited to share with you. This is Ted's brainchild. I want to make that very clear. Ted, do you want to tell the people what the game is called? Sure do, Mike. It's called B or Candy. There it is. Now, Ted is currently blindfolded, and he will have to decide if what I hand him is either a live bee or a piece of candy. In our tech rehearsals for this game, Ted always resolved his decision by either placing the bee or the candy in his mouth. It's excruciating to watch when it is in fact a bee, but he enjoys the anticipation. And we're hoping the audio will be interesting either way. Ted, are you ready? I am, Mike. I feel good about this. I think uh, I think my luck is due for a change. All right, here goes. I've placed a jar before you. You may now open the jar and start feeling around. At this point, I'll ask you to think about why I placed the item in a sealed jar. Candy cannot fly away, Ted. I wouldn't need to cover the jar if it only had a piece of candy in it. First thoughts. Well, I can hear buzzing, which right off the bat makes me think B. Very good. But then again, this could be a new kind of candy that buzzes. That's not a thing, I assure you. This one is too close to call. It feels like either a bee or a piece of candy that has all the properties of a live and angry bee. Just by touch, <laughs> without placing the item in your mouth, Please take a guess. You know what? If you want to just make your guess now, we can call the game right here. I'm just, I'm just not entirely sure, man. I'm going to have to go mouth in on this one. Ted, I'm asking you as a friend, please refrain from placing what is in your hand in your mouth. I just, I just didn't think it would be this much of a challenge even for you. Someone's a little too concerned about me putting this in my mouth. What's your game, Smith? You know, I'll figure it out as soon as I give this one a taste test. And away we go. B. It's a B. Unless, wait, is it stinging candy? It's not stinging candy. That is also not a thing. Ooh, that hurts. That really smarts. It's like it's like spiky licorice. That tastes like a B. Folks, if you're still listening, I'd like to reiterate that Ted invented this game and to date is the only person that has attempted it. I don't even think he wants anyone else to attempt it. He just has a weird thing for playing this game in front of an audience. Mike, you got any ice cream, pal? The tongue started to swell up a little bit. Sure, buddy. Folks, this has been Be Your Candy. You want to play Ice Cream with Scorpion? Nope, never again. This episode goes out to silence. It's crucial to your mental health and certainly at a premium when you live in a city or have kids or are friends with Ted. I bet you thought I was going to say something just then. So close. You were doing so good. Almost had it. Yeah, almost had it, big guy. Yeah, great. Keep keep trying. I will. Mike. Ah. 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 Ah.
And suddenly he's Jerry Lewis. Fantastic. Yep. There we are. Thanks, pal. Mike, change your shirt. You smell like a veterinary OR after a bovine hysterectomy. Also worth noting is Parkins is out tonight as he's still hospitalized with what I'm told is a condition called taint graffiti. The condition called yodeling nipples. The condition called whistling taint. How do I look? Is this okay, Russian accent? This is pretty stupid. Fruit? Do you see any fruit? Fruit? Yes, I had grapes. Grapes are not sticky. <laughs> I like how annoyed you are with <laughs> He just wants to get inside and meet these girls. <laughs> it's the first American woman he's met since he was let off K-19, the Widowmaker. <laughs> Oh, that's quite a tale. Fruit. Do you see any fruit? Fruit? <laughs> you really love this sketch. <laughs> you're doing so good, man. You're really, really listening. It sounds like you're really answering. Like, you're you're so incredulous. Like, how would you have fruit? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Michael Reed's Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv because Mike loves jazz and he's sad he never learned to play the trumpet. This season of the podcast was recorded by Chelsea Cohen with editing, mixing, and sound design by Tom Kelly at Clean Cut Audio. This season was also produced in association with our dear friends over at Mischief Media. And I'm Jillian Pensavale, your executive producer. You can find full credits, including all of our incredible voice talent, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and look, I know there are two straight white guys with a podcast, but they're two of the good ones, so can you do us a solid? Thanks. Follow the guys on Instagram, at Ted and Michael Podcast, and individually, at Ted underscore O'Gorman, and at NPSmithNYC. You can also find Mike on TikTok at the same handle. For feedback of all kinds, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay weird, friends. Stay weird, friends.